welcome in everybody to a new episode of the Pocket Aces podcast. My name is Doug. Thank you so much for tuning in. Glad to have you on board. It's been the uh, first time we've been able to do an episode in some time. Unfortunately, my man Sean still unable to join. Hoping to get him back for possibly the next episode, episode ten. Uh, we have a lot. I I slash we have a lot planned for episode ten. I think the content in episode ten is going to be really good. I think the content here in episode nine is going to be really good as well. But I think the uh, the planned topics for episode 10 are going to be really great and something that I really would like Sean to be a part of. So I'm hoping to get him on board. It's been over a year now since we've been able to, to do an episode together. So I'm really hoping that we can do that. Uh, and we can get together here in the, in the near future to record episode 10. But um, again, thank you all so much for tuning in. I do greatly appreciate it. We do have a lot to get to today. Obviously, since uh, the last time we had an episode, some stuff has happened uh, across all topics uh, that we like to discuss. So, um, of course, we'll kick off the episode, as always, with a little bit of news out of Atlantic City. Obviously, the last episode that we did was titled The Lights Are Back On. It had been just after the reopening of the casinos in Atlantic City after being closed for 107 days um, due to the coronavirus pandemic and all the state regulations that were in effect effect. Um, so since we were last with you, a lot has happened in Atlantic City in terms of the casinos themselves. Um, some news to come out of it. Uh, the demolition of the Trump Plaza has begun. That'll be a, a hot topic as mentioned on our Facebook page. I'll get to that momentarily. Um, the Caesars and El Dorado merger we're going to get to as well. But the one thing I do want to discuss to kind of kick off the AC news segment, um, the numbers for quarter two are out for Atlantic City. And t in total, the casinos... Uh, Posted, I guess it would be posted a $112 million operating loss in gross profit in quarter two. The casinos were closed for the entirety of quarter two. As I mentioned, 107 days they were closed literally for the entirety of the second quarter of the 2020 calendar year. I believe they do it. I believe that's probably the fiscal year as well, but for at least the quarter two of the calendar year of 2020, they were closed for the entirety of it. That's something that has never happened in the history of casino gaming in Atlantic City. Um, and as I mentioned, 107 days they were closed. In uh, overall, year over year from 2019, it was a 170.4% decline over 2019. And obviously that is a huge number considering obviously we, we look at most things in terms of 100% and, you know, 95, 90, uh, 85%, whatever, 170.4% decline year over year from 2019. That means they lost, they basically declined almost double year over year from 2019, which is just absolutely insane when you look at that number. Um, but, you know, I guess the one bright spot in that was that uh, internet gambling doubled um, in the month of July in, of this year, July after they reopened, but of course, um, internet gambling really kind of almost kept everything afloat. Uh, I read that it actually would have been worse um, over time if they hadn't had if we you know if we didn't have online gaming in New Jersey, it would have been way worse. Thank thank God that was all uh, allowed years ago uh, before this broke out. Could you imagine not having internet gaming or online poker in New Jersey without any gambling whatsoever, with the casinos being closed? I, I don't even want to imagine that, but. Um, the numbers came out for July just recently as well. The uh, uh, Tonight's episode, or today, tonight, whatever time of day it is now, um, 
the recording of this episode today is August 25th. Um, so the numbers for July have been posted for some time. Revenue down 23% in the month of July, which isn't too bad, I guess, when you when you look at things overall. I mean, that's less than a quarter. Um, you know, I mean, if you're looking at you know 25%, you know, 25% and below, it's it's not that bad. 23% is the is down. It's it's really not terrible considering. Um, considering how bad it really could be. Internet gambling doubled in the month of July from uh, from the previous year. Obviously, that is to be expected. You know, you're going to have a lot of people that do not want to go down to Atlantic City, so they'll just continue to gamble online. So um, another interesting topic that I saw was that the, the crowds in Atlantic City seem to be um, – the age, average age of the crowd seemed to be going down. Of course, that's something you probably would expect as well. Um, some of the what you would call at-risk age groups probably aren't going to Atlantic City, um, whereas the the younger crowds are going. And, you know, you've, you've got a lot of kids that are, you know, it's summertime. A lot of kids recently turned 21 or are turning 21. And um, I think the one thing that's going to help in that regard is all those kids that turned 21 in March, April, May, June, that would have gone to Atlantic City right as they turned 21. I'm not going to lie. I was one of them um, back at the time. Um, and, you know, they missed out. So someone with a 21st birthday in March or April had to wait a long time to finally get to Atlantic City and experience that. So it's not surprising to me at all that um, the the average age is of attendees in Atlantic City or of patrons, I guess it would be, at casinos in Atlantic City looks to be declining. Again, I don't know if those are true numbers that I read in that article. I didn't read anything about in terms of actual articles. I don't think they're net, like they're not questioning you about your age when you go in. You're not filling something out showing your age, but it's probably just from a, a, a viewer's eye. It's probably just something that people are noticing while they're down there, and I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They've been trying to turn Atlantic City for years towards a younger crowd crowd um and you know that's that's something that they're going to work on and something that you know it would be i would i would think it would be really funny if in the end <laughs> atlantic city does what they've always wanted to do to try to attract a younger crowd and it was nothing that the city did it just happened to be the pandemic and and younger people wanted to start going down i, I think it would be really interesting if that's how that played out but obviously that's you know, something that we, we're, we're not going to really see that for quite some time. So um, one of the other small bits of news that I'll get to that just came to mind, um, obviously, since we were last with you for episode eight, um, Bart Blatstein, um, the owner of Showboat, has started to kind of ramp up um, getting things ready for his uh, for the water park that they want to build next to Showboat. Um, I believe he's already in the process of submitting everything he needs for the permits. I honestly haven't read up on it too much recently, but I do know a couple weeks ago there was an article that he is starting to submit the proper permits, proper paperwork, everything that he needs to do in order to get the approval for that. I, I didn't see a timeline in terms of groundbreaking, um, but in all honesty, I was just in Atlantic City, and, and I'll get to that a little bit later, but... Um, there's nothing in that spot that he wants to do. It's just dirt and sand. All he has to do is take down a couple of light poles and and, bulls, and basically bulldoze the, the ground and flatten it out or do whatever you have to do to start putting in um, you know, a foundation. It's it's not going to be very hard to do groundbreaking at that location since there's nothing there at the moment. So um, obviously that's going to be stuff that's going to start to roll out over the course of the next couple months. Um, I thought I read online somewhere that they want to try to do groundbreaking by the end of 2020 or early 2021. So it'll be interesting to see if that ever gets off the ground. Um, 
considering there have been plans for water parks in so many different locations in Atlantic City, I think if you could even just break ground on it, that would be a uh, that would be something that would be a, a real kind of win for the city. Um, of course, I think other projects in Atlantic City throughout its history have broken ground as well and have never had anything come of them. So, um, so it's it's really one of those things that you just have to wait to see, and we'll keep an eye on that as well. Again, that's just a little tidbit of news, but the other. Big bit of news. There's two little more things that I'll get to. The Caesars and El Dorado merge has been completed. Um, that now bringing everything under Caesars. I believe it's still called Caesars Entertainment Incorporated or Caesars Incorporated or, or something like that. Um, but now with that merge, the Tropicana has now become part of Caesars. And now Caesars is back to four casinos. I think it's interesting to see that um, in online, in the billboards that you see going down to Atlantic City. It now lists... Caesars, Bally's, Harris, and Tropicana. It's obviously been about six years since we've been able to see that since Showboat closed. Um, but obviously in the next couple of months, um, Bally's is going to be sold. That sale expected to come later this year. Um, that was an emergency episode, quote-unquote um, emergency episode that we did. They're going to be sold to Twin River Holdings. Um, and that you know when that takes place, a lot of upgrades. I believe I read an article somewhere with one of the one of the people who's a head honcho at Twin River Holdings, and they've already kind of gone into um, a lot of the plans that they plan on doing. The name change, who knows? I think that'll be a big bit of news when that's announced, whether they decide to change the name or they decide not to. Obviously, it's I'm pretty sure it's been Bally's Park Place since the beginning of since the place opened in the uh, in the late 70s, early 80s. So it's been Bally's for 40 years, I believe. So it'll be really interesting to see if they do decide to change the name. I mentioned it in a previous episode, in that, in that episode, the emergency episode, I don't think a name change would be such a bad thing. I think sometimes you need to just leave the past behind um, and you need to move on. And I think if you could get away from that Bally's name, maybe get rid of any kind of negative connotation that that name may had, I think you'd be set. So my personal opinion... Of course, we'll have to wait to see, but my personal opinion, if they change the name, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just going to add more work for them, though, because they're going to have to change all the signs and everything. So it's going to really depend on if they want to do that or not. Um, but the uh, the main really big bit of information that came out of that merger was that um, they did announce that there are going to be some upgrades coming. I think they've, they're planning on putting... Um, a couple dozen million dollars into Caesars, and they're going to start improving Harris as well. Harris is actually the one property that uh, Caesars, as a company, has kind of actually have been making um, a lot of improvements to. Um, I haven't stayed at Harris before, but I understand they've really been upgrading some of their towers, especially their older towers. Um, I one of the towers is now called the Harbor Tower. I forget what it was called before that, um, or maybe it changed from Harbor. I don't quite remember off the top of my head, but. Um, I do know that they are going to start making some changes to Harris, but more importantly, they're going to make some upgrades to Caesars, and they they really do. I think Caesars is starting to show its age. I haven't been in there in some time, but um, for some reason to me, the last time I was at Caesars, I remember thinking that Wild Wild West looked the newest out of the entire building. Um, if you're if we're going to separate Caesars and Bally's, of course, Caesars as a company isn't going to toss any money towards Bally's right now. That would be pointless. But they do need to upgrade the Caesars property. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of things that they can do. It's I don't want to say it's become stale, but it, it just it it hasn't changed in a long time. And I think there's changes that need to be made. I haven't stayed in a room at Caesars in a really long time, so I'm not sure what they've done to the rooms or whatnot. But 
um, from what I understand, it's starting to get outdated, and, and I would agree. Just from the parts of the casino and the property that I see, I think it's something that really does need to be updated, upgraded, however you want to say it. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that works out over time. I think typically history shows that upgrades and updates to the properties take place over the winter months so that they can be ready by the ramp up for the summer. And obviously we're at the end of August, and the the um, the really height of the season for Atlantic City is coming to an end. We're going to start heading towards September, October, the cooler months. People aren't coming down for the beach and whatnot. So it'll be really interesting to see what Caesars does over the next several months leading into next summer to try to improve Caesars. And obviously that's something that we'll report on as, as news comes out about it. But the really big main topic, of the hot topic of discussion, and I really wish Sean could join me for this episode because this is something I really want to talk to him about. And we can revisit this when he finally comes back for an episode, but um, after hardly anything happening for a very long period of time, Trump Plaza finally is in the process of being demolished, and I think it was pretty funny that it literally went from sitting there with nothing going on to within days. They had fencing up around the property. They had bulldozers. They're starting to take parts out. Um, a picture was posted on our Facebook page um, just recently of the um, that side, one side of the building, I believe it is the Caesars side of the building where they're actually starting to just completely tear chunks out. And since that picture was taken, um, where there's one like slice of the side of the building out, they've taken out another equal sized chunk out of the building right next to that. So now there's like, just imagine the hole in the picture on our Facebook page and double that, um, double that to the right of where that gap is and they've, they've done more to it. So the process of the building is already the process of built bringing the building down, I should say, my apologies, is starting to happen. And it's sad, but it's needed too. The, the, the place has always looked really weird to me. That main tower of Trump Plaza from the side, there's no windows. It's just always looked weird to me. It's, it's looked weird. It's looked outdated. Um, it's been sitting dark in Atlantic City for so long, and to have such a dark spot right in the middle of the boardwalk is just, it, it's, it's looked depressing. You know, we've mentioned before how the lights came back on at the north end of the boardwalk when, when not Harris, when Ocean and Hard Rock reopened and how great it was to see the north end of the boardwalk all lit up again. But, you know, to have that just gaping black hole in the middle of the skyline at night is just really weird, and it, the building's been falling apart for years. It's it's time. It really is time, and um, the plan as of right now, from what I've read, is to implode the building in early 2021. Now, what really is interesting to me about that, and I would really like to, in an ideal world, in, in some kind of perfect ideal world, I would love to get one of the guys that write for Press of Atlantic City or or somebody that has, has their thumb on the beat of Atlantic City casinos. Um, we share articles from the press of Atlantic City all the time and from some other news outlets. I would love to get one of those writers and reporters on with us here for an episode because imploding the building seems really odd to me given the proximity of the building to Boardwalk Hall and to Caesars and to the parking garage and supposedly – they're going to leave the what was called the Holiday Inn Tower. It's the tower that actually has windows when you're looking at it from the expressway side. And when you're looking at it from the boardwalk side, it has those weird like white balconies that aren't really balconies. It's, it's, it's odd. But that building, the last I read, that building is expected to be kept there. Um, and they're going to – I don't know if – 
Icon or whoever owns it right now is going to sell that off and turn it into another hotel, whatever it ends up being. It's just really odd to me that you would implode that tower with its proximity when in 2000 or 2001, whenever it was, back on the on the opposite side of Boardwalk Hall, the uh, arguably what you could have called the sister property to Trump Plaza, Trump World's Fair, which was the Atlantis, which was the Playboy, they tore that down bit by bit. They tore that building down piece by piece. They didn't implode it because it was too close to Boardwalk Hall. Um, I find it really odd that they're going to implode the building on the other side. Now, if the if those plans change, I don't know. Um, I also remember when Don Guardian was mayor of Atlantic City, um, they talked about how there was piping and I think maybe wiring, but I know they said there was piping that led out of Boardwalk Hall into Trump Plaza, into Caesars, into Bally's. So like the four properties were connected by the same group of pipes. I don't know if that was true at the time or if they've been able to reroute those pipes so that they can take the plaza down without affecting them, but uh, it's just very bizarre to me that implosion is the plan um, given how close it is now, if they plan on taking down the tower, the the uh, the Holiday Inn tower, as it was called, and they tear that down, and they think they have the room to implode it, that makes sense. If they're going to tear out most of the building and then just implode the tower itself, that makes sense. But it doesn't. It's just odd to me. I mean, I when they imploded the sands, I don't remember it. I was I was too young and not into Atlantic City when they. It was when they imploded the sands, but I've seen the videos of it and anything and everything. And when you go to that area of Atlantic City where the sands was, you can see that it made sense to implode it because it was it was very widely there were gaps, very wide gaps between the boardwalk, the Atlantic Avenue side, both sides of it. But it, imploding Trump Plaza just seems odd to me, um, given again given its its proximity to everything around it. But if if they're gonna be able to do it, it'll be interesting to see and. Um, an Atlantic City Facebook group page that I was a part of, I saw someone post recently that they hope that they don't just do it in like the, the not the dead of night per se, but it's like a figure of speech. Hopefully they don't just do it and not announce it because as that person said, they would like to be there for it. And I agree. I would like to be there. I've never seen anything like that in person. The last thing I can remember in my mind being imploded that I watched or wanted to see controlled implosion was um, when they took the vet down. Um, because I don't think they even imploded the spectrum in Philadelphia. They tore that down piece by piece. So um, it would be cool to see it. And obviously, like I said, I was too young and had really no interest in Atlantic City in 2007, I believe it was, when they tore down Sands. So um, I agree with that individual. I, I hope that it's not something that they just randomly do one day. I hope it's announced. I hope that they allow some crowds and some fanfare for it because I'd like to go down and see that. But um, that'll be a definitely... Um, something to keep an eye on over the course of time, how they start to take it down and whatnot, and obviously we'll report on that here on the Pocket Aces podcast uh, when that time comes. So as always, if you're out there listening, we do appreciate it. Uh, feel free to um, go over to our Facebook page, give us a like, uh, feel free to uh, subscribe and hit that bell uh, for future video notifications on YouTube. We do post um, all of our previous episodes that are no longer on our streaming services onto YouTube. We do some other videos there as well. Um, you know, and always, as always, you know, feel free to leave a comment on any of the uh, sites that you're using, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you like what you hear, leave us a comment, give us a review, and uh, 
hope to get this podcast out there as much as we can. So, um, moving on to the main topic of today, we're going to stay in Atlantic City for this since it's just me on this episode. We're going to stay in Atlantic City for our main topic today, and the main topic today will be a recent uh, review of a recent trip that I took to Atlantic City on my on the last episode. I mentioned that I was going to be going to Atlantic City for a, a small one one day slash night trip. And uh, I took that recently, so uh, I want to just kind of give a, a review on that. Um, it, it was a fun day. We got lucky with good weather. Obviously, that's going to help any day in Atlantic City when you can stroll the, the boardwalk and the beach with uh, with some nice weather. Um, we went down for the day early just to, you know, sit on the beach for the day and then, uh, you know, sit out on the beach for the day, go to dinner, and then, then stay down there. So um, in terms of you know, overall, great trip. Um, but I know the the topic that I want to touch on is everything with everything going on in the world right now. What is Atlantic City right like with all the current regulations in place? Well, the first thing that was very cool um, was that you could get drinks from one of the beach bars. We ordered drinks from the Land Shark Beach Bar and took them out onto the beach. We literally sat right next to the beach bar, practically on the beach in that area of the beach where it's really kind of, you don't have to walk very far from the boardwalk to, to get to the water line. So, um, we went up, grabbed some drinks and, you know, just sat on the beach in our chairs and had a couple of, you know, fancy drinks, fancy cocktails, as they like to say. So it was, that was cool. Um, the last time I was in Atlantic city, that wasn't available. So I don't know if that was part of the regulation to allow drinks on the boardwalk, or if that was something that was separate, um, that came out, it's been a while, it's been a couple of years since I've sat on the beach in Atlantic City, but the last time I did, I do know that you couldn't do that, so I, I probably should have done a little, little bit of research on if that was part of the boardwalk deal or not, but that was cool, um, and obviously the, the main thing was the drinks on the boardwalk, I think that was a very cool, we grabbed drinks, they have a, um, there's like a beer vendor cart out in front of almost all the casinos, but Ocean had one that we stopped at. The prices are really good. Um, it's not something where they're really gouging you. The, the, the beer that I bought was $6. It was perfectly priced for that beer that I got. And I think it was very fair. It's, it's not something where they're gouging you for a five, $6 beer. They're making you pay eight, nine, 10 bucks. It, it, it's, it's very fair. And of course, you know, you, you take it on a, you, you take it in your little cup. I think one of the rules is that the cup if you're going to be walking, the boardwalk has to have a logo of where you got it from. You can't just stroll. I think, if I remember reading correctly, you can't just stroll the boardwalk with a with a bottle of Coors Light in your hand or whatever it is. You actually have to have the logo of a um, of like you basically have to be able to prove on the cup where you got it from. Now, obviously, we know there's people out there that are going to take canteens and canisters or whatnot. I've done that before myself, but. It was cool. It was really nice. And I will say, I didn't see anybody misbehaving. I think one of the main issues people would have is they'd be afraid that people would get too crazy, misbehave. There'd be, you know, there'd be disorderly issues. But I saw none of that. Um, and we were on the boardwalk for a pretty good amount of time that night because where we, we had to wait a long time to get into where we wanted to eat. So, um, it was it was really cool. It was it was nice to be able to see that. I've been I've been saying for years Atlantic City needs to have that, and I know there have been people saying that Atlantic City needs to have it for longer than I've been saying it. So, it's nice that they were able to get that passed temporarily. And if I remember reading just recently, the actual resolution for the state to fully allow it all the time, not just up until it expires in November, I believe. 
Um, I believe it's on the governor's desk right now, and I think he hopefully will sign it, but who knows with him anymore. But um, hopefully that goes into effect, and it doesn't just end when coronavirus regulations lift and or November 30th, whatever the date is. Hopefully that becomes a permanent thing, and we can enjoy that all of next summer um, because it's it's good. And I think most people – and by most people, I mean like I think 95% of people will behave and will do the right thing. And, you know, you're going to have idiots, but the idiots will be dealt with accordingly. Just – and, you know, don't be an idiot. Behave. You know, you, you could be an idiot. Be an idiot on the casino floor. Be an idiot in your room if you want. I, I, don't be an idiot on the casino floor. Just don't. But don't do it on the boardwalk. The boardwalk is something that a lot of people have been fighting for for a long time. And I hope that stays. I really do because, like I said, people are going to behave. I saw zero problems. Everyone just looked like they were having a good time. It was nice to just take a stroll. It was a beautiful night. There was a nice breeze coming off the beach. It wasn't that hot at all. Um, so it was it was great. And um, so that was really one of the main things I wanted to discuss about that trip. The other thing that I wanted to kind of report on from that trip um, was what each casino is doing. We visited resorts, Hard Rock, and Ocean on this trip. Um, we stayed at Hard Rock, and I'll get to that shortly. Um, but in terms of what each casino is doing, um, resorts is doing temperature guns. When you walk in from the boardwalk, you have to only go through one of two doors, I believe. There's an, there's literal exit signs and enter-only signs above the doors to go in. You go in, they kind of funnel you down to two or three guys that have the temperature guns. You walk up, they take your temperature. It takes a second and a half, and they say you're good to go. Um, and, and that was it. They have signs, everything listing the... the um, they have signs listing the the different symptoms that you shouldn't come in with, but it was very easy. Um, and you know that was one of the first times I've had the temperature gun thing happen. It, it wasn't bad. It was very easy. Um, no problem with how they're doing that. I really don't have a problem with the way any of these casinos are doing it, but it is interesting to see what they're doing because they're all doing it differently. Um, we only came in from the board, uh, boardwalk entrance. I don't know how Resorts is doing it from the garages or from uh, valet or anything like that, so I can only report on the boardwalk. Hard Rock, we came from the garage and from the uh, boardwalk. Both are the same thing. When you come in off the boardwalk, there's one way, there's one set of doors to go in. They funnel you down into a little area that has this screen that has like a thermal. It looks like one of those, like when you watch those Bigfoot shows on TV with the thermal imager. Um, it's this big screen that has a thermal. You walk up. It can take your temperature. It can tell you what your temperature is. And what's really kind of creepy is it also takes a snapshot of your face if you look at it. And there's this little box that comes up with your face and it says mask. And then it says yes or no. Um, and it actually takes a picture of your face. It was kind of creepy um, that they were able to get that specific with it. Um, but of course, I, I guess if you believe the movies, you've got your face in a database if you go into a casino anyway. So um, so that's how they're doing it. And again, another another fair way to do it, I think, um, if, it, if it does it the right way. But um, same thing from the boardwalk. I'm sorry, from the garage, I should say. When you come in from the garage down that hallway – um, they funnel you to one side, they funnel you off to the right side, and you just walk past a, a security person. They've got that up there, and you're good to go. It, it really – and you can move right through too. You don't even have to stop. So it's it's kind of like the uh, the Easy Pass Express Lane on the, on the expressway down to Atlantic City. You just go straight through. You don't have to stop for anything. There's no reason for a line to form or anything. You just, you just walk right on through. So um, Ocean, we only came in from the boardwalk. When you go into Ocean, and I, I – I'm debating on how I want to form this because I don't want to dime Ocean out, but you know what? 
anyone that goes there will know. They don't take a temperature. They just, at least from what I could see, unless there was, unless they were taking a temperature and you just didn't know it. But when we walked in, there's a security guy um, at the sign that has a list of symptoms. He asks if you had any of these, and then you know you, you say we said no, and he said okay, you're good to go. I don't know if they were taking your temperature or not, and just not making it obvious, but there was no obvious attempt to take a picture, a uh, picture, Jesus, to take a temperature. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I believe every casino should be allowed to do whatever they feel is necessary. It didn't bother me that they did. I know some people it will, but it, it, it didn't bother me in the slightest that they didn't take a temperature. It really doesn't matter to me. So I'm just reporting the way I feel about it. I think every casino is well within their right to do however they feel. Um, so that's just that was all I have to report on on that. Um, overall, it was still relatively surprisingly crowded for when we were down there. We were down there on a weekday, and we had to wait almost two hours to get into Landshark Bar to eat, um, which was very interesting. I've never waited that long ever for Landshark Bar, but I've, especially on a Monday. Um, it was actually, I will say, the boardwalk was the most crowded I have ever seen it on a weekday in Atlantic City. It was also one of the busiest days I've ever seen it in Atlantic City. It was almost as busy at that north end of the boardwalk as it was the day Hard Rock and Ocean opened. And to me, that's just crazy. Now, a friend of mine made a good point that it's a lot of people just trying to finally get down to the beach and to the shore with everything going on. We're heading towards the end of the summer, so people are going down. They're taking day trips. They're staying for extended weekends. Um, they're down at the shore for a week, and they're going to Atlantic City on a weekday. So that was definitely really a good point that uh, my friend made and something that I didn't think about at the time. But yeah, I, I dare say that was the busiest I've seen it since the day Hard Rock and Ocean opened. The day Hard Rock and Ocean opened is hands down still to this day the busiest I've ever seen the entirety of the boardwalk, but especially the north end of the boardwalk. But that was crazy how busy it was. Um, all the casinos felt pretty crowded too. I know they're only allowed... 25% capacity on the casino floor, but it seemed very average for all three casinos, Hard Rock, Ocean, and Resorts. It seemed very it seemed very average for what I've seen on weekdays down there. Resorts, maybe not as busy. Resorts really only had two or three blackjack tables running, um, so it, it wasn't as busy as I've seen it. I'd say Resorts was the least of the three and the least I've seen Resorts maybe ever. Um, and considering the fact that Resorts is always at the bottom of the, the numbers for Atlantic City, it always amazes me that they have such low numbers, but they always seem relatively crowded. So um, if you were to ask me which of the three that we visited is doing the best in terms of you know safety and cleaning and everything, I would say Hard Rock. I think Hard Rock is doing the best of the three that we visited. Hard Rock has been very clear about their... Um, their safety protocols and everything. I get the emails all the time, safe and sound or whatever, safety and sound, whatever they're calling it. Um, and they're definitely doing a great job of all three. Now, all three were doing good jobs of keeping it clean and making it very apparent that they are doing everything they can. But Hard Rock is doing the best of the three, I will say. Um, the room that we checked into, we finally got to stay in the North Tower. I actually, um, I actually did the old uh, slip the check-in guy because uh, we were just. I comped a room at Hard Rock, and I, I think we probably were going to be on a very low floor. Um, a classic room on a low floor with not a great view. Um, so I did the old slip the guy, slip the check-in guy a bill. Um, it was like ten bucks or something, and um, and he was able to get us into a, a higher, uh, a higher 
North Tower room, which was really cool. I never stayed in the North Tower, and all the times I've stayed in Hard Rock, never stayed in the North Tower. And what was even cooler was we were kind of on the corner. So the room literally came to a point in the middle of the room, and if you looked on the right window, you could see out to the, the bay into the city, and if you looked out to the left window, you could see the uh, the pier, the Ferris wheel, the water. It was really cool. Um, I had never tried that little slip the check-in person a, a, a bill before, and it actually worked. It actually did. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and that gentleman, I didn't grab a name. I wouldn't mention it anyway, but that gentleman was very nice in accommodating that, so... Um, that was great, and it was a very nice room. Um, I'm going to get into rooms. The Actually, the next, I'll just spoil it now, the topic of conversation for episode 10 um, is going to be rooms in Atlantic City. Um, whether it's myself or whether it's me and Sean, we're going to discuss all the rooms in Atlantic City that we've stayed in. We're going to rate them. We're going to say which is the best room overall, which is the best for your value, best bang for your buck, as you could say. Um, so this room was actually quite big for a very general-sized room. The bathroom was huge. I dare say it's the biggest standard classic, whatever you want to call it, standard bathroom, standard room size bathroom I've ever seen. It was absolutely huge. Um, it was it was bigger than actually it was actually bigger than some suites that I've stayed in in Atlantic City in terms of a bathroom, so um, it was a great room and there actually are going to be pictures up on our Facebook page if you want to check them out I'll, I'll post some pictures um, of that room it was and it was overall it was a great trip um, you know I'm not going to give the this you know I'm not going to give it an A B or C rating for this trip review but it, it was great I felt safe if you feel safe or unsafe in this situation i felt very safe everything was very clean the room was very clean um, when you check into the room all the rooms have a piece of tape that is like a seal to prove that it was cleaned i think they i can imagine once they're done cleaning they put that seal on and then obviously when you go into the room you rip the seal off and that's how you know the room's been used um, it felt very clean felt very organized all of the buildings felt clean even though they never really haven't um, but you know, I, I will say the uh, resorts was the best I've ever smelled it in a long time. Hard Rock put in a new HVAC system when the Taj Mahal was shutting down, I remember. That was one of the first things they ever did even before that. Um, I remember reading about it. It was one of the first things that they ever did before even doing the liquidation sale at the Taj. They put a new HVAC system in. Um, it seems to me like resorts did. I, I don't know exactly what resorts did. I remember getting the email that they, I thought I read that they upgraded the HVAC, but every, every, all three casinos felt very clean, smelled very clean. It was, it was great. It was a great trip. And I actually ended up returning later that same week, um, just for a day trip. I didn't gamble when we were down there for this trip, but later that week I went back just for a couple hours to actually get to gamble and, um, sat down at a blackjack table at Hard Rock and you kind of felt like you were in a phone booth because there's glass in front of you and there's glass on both sides of you and I actually didn't mind it because when you're playing at a full blackjack table and you've got people elbowing you and whatnot that kind of gets annoying I, I actually don't mind the space I mean if once everything lifts and you don't have to have the glass partitions anymore I still think it would be a bad idea to have those little glass partitions like below the table if that makes any sense you know how sometimes if you're sitting in a seat in an arena or something you'll have a little partition in between the seats I don't think it would be a bad idea to have that just so that you can have some space in between people next to you because it does get annoying to have you know the, the guy next to you trying to take a sip of his drink and elbowing you while you're playing blackjack and whatnot so um, still no poker in Atlantic City that can be another topic of discussion but um, still no poker waiting for that to open but you know, I felt safe. If that's the most important thing that you can take away from this, I felt safe, never felt like it was unclean, unsanitary. 
they're definitely doing everything they can, and that was that was definitely great to see. So, um, moving on real quick to our secondary topic. As always, as I mentioned earlier, and as always, feel free to hop over to the Pocket Aces Podcast Facebook page, give us a like. Uh, feel free to follow us on Facebook as well. Subscribe and do all the good stuff on YouTube for our, uh, for all of our latest videos that we post on there. And wherever you're listening to us, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict app, wherever, feel free to give us a good rating and. Uh, Drop a comment or a, or a review and uh, try to get us out there as much as you can if you like what you have to hear. So obviously since the last time we uh, were on an episode here, NHL hockey has is back. Hockey obviously being my favorite sport as mentioned. Hockey is back. Flyers uh, being a South Jersey, Philadelphia area guy. Um, great to see the Flyers doing well, even though they did not fare very well against the Islanders in Game 1, but I'm not too worried just yet. If they drop Game 2, then I'll be worried. Um, but as of right now, in terms of the series that are underway, um, I'm liking Dallas. Uh, so far, they're up 2 nothing, as in the semifinals over Colorado. I'm liking them. I actually... I, I'm going to just say it right now. I think Dallas is going to come out of that series. I would like the Flyers to come out of that series with the Islanders. That's hoping. That's wishful hoping as a fan. I think Boston's going to come out, and I think Vegas is going to come out of their series as well. I think a Dallas-Vegas Western Conference Finals would be a, an awesome Western Conference Final. My pick is Vegas to win the Cup. I think they've got the best chance out of all the teams. Um I would like to see Boston. I mean, really, I would like to see Tampa Bay beat Ball or Tampa. Yeah, Tampa Bay beat Boston. But I think when I logically think about it, I think Boston's going to win that series. Unfortunately, if the Flyers play Boston in the conference finals, I I wouldn't be very confident about that. I'd be very surprised if the Flyers pulled that out. But even if the Bruins play the Islanders, I the Bruins will train wreck the Islanders. So. Um, I think the Bruins are definitely going to get to the Stanley Cup final from the East, and I think it's going to be Vegas from the West, and I think Vegas will take it. And I think it's just going to really put a kind of a period on the end of Vegas' story that the first year in the league, they made it to the Stanley Cup finals um, and actually held their own in the Stanley Cup finals as well, despite losing to Washington. Last year, they fared they didn't do great but they fared okay for just their second year and then I think it would be crazy if in year three they could get back to the Stanley Cup finals Um, and I think it would show that whatever process they used for that team was done very well and I think it's a process that can be used for Seattle when it comes time Um, you know and it's I think that's what you want in this era you don't want to put a team in a new city that's going to struggle Vegas very clearly showed that they can compete and I think you're going to want to show that the Seattle team can compete as well the Kraken as has been announced so um, I think Vegas is going to take it overall I think they're going to win the cup this year but to come out of the semifinals I think it's going to be Dallas Philadelphia Boston and Vegas and obviously we will um, I'll report on that as time goes on uh, one other tidbit that I want to touch on coming up, the Kentucky Derby is going to be Saturday, September 5th. It's my favorite of the Triple Crown races. Obviously, it's usually the first. This year, it is not. Um, I actually went to Churchill Downs last year on a trip. Uh, last year on a vacation, we uh, we went to spend a couple days in Kentucky because I love bourbon. Uh, spent a couple days in Kentucky and a couple days in Nashville and Tennessee. They're Louisville, Kentucky, and Nashville are only about two and a half hours away from each other. Um, so actually one of the things that we did was go to Churchill Downs. We kind of got the behind the scenes tour of Churchill Downs. We got to see, um, the millionaires club up top where all the, the rich guys go. We got to go into the caddy and not caddies. That's golf. We got to go into the, uh, jockeys quarters, which was really cool. Um, really neat place. If you're ever in the Louisville area, or even if you're in Tennessee and you want to go up to 
Louisville for a day or two if you like horse racing or even if you just want to see a cool piece of American history. Definitely get to Churchill Downs. Um, but September 5th, the Kentucky Derby is coming up. Odds as of today, um, these odds are on through uh, sportsline.com. Um, sports picks, Vegas odds, betting lines, and expert analysis on sportsline.com. Um, as of right now, the current odds have Tis the Law um, currently at 4-5, to five, so the favorite art collector at 9-2, to two, um, uh, followed by Honor AP at 7-1 to one and Authentic at 10-1. to one. So those are your top four odds so far for the Kentucky Derby. Me personally, if I was to bet on the Derby, I probably will because you actually can do that now. Um, you know, I think you always could. It's just a lot easier to do it these days. If it was me, personally, I'd take Art Collector to win. Um, I'm never a fan of taking the overall favorite. Um, of course, at 4-5 to five odds, it's probably assumed that Tis the Law is going to win. But just for fun, I would take Art Collector to win at 9-2. to two. Honor AP, who is currently at 7-1, to one, I would probably take to place. Um, possibly win. I always like taking that, you know, that second or third best odds to win because you never know if they'll pull something out. So honor AP, I would definitely take to place, which means to come in either first or second. Um, and then, like I said, art collector, I would definitely take to win honor AP. I would debate on betting to either win or show. Um, and obviously if I can get another episode in before the Derby, I will Re uh, report on those odds and you know we'll see where we go from there but as of today August 25th just about 10 days or so from that um, right now I would take Art Collector to win and I also take Honor AP to either win or place so um, a very fun time in sports the Kentucky Derby unfortunately it's not taking place when it usually does and it's not going to have fans either but it's still cool to see that they're going to be able to have it so certainly tune in for that so well, that's going to do it for me here on the pocket aces podcast as always uh, and, and as mentioned my name's Doug I appreciate you tuning in I uh, hope to see you next time on episode 10 we've got a lot to talk about and I do truly hope that we can get Sean back on that episode it'll be nice to get him in for what is going to be a very exciting topic topic of discussing um, all the rooms that we've stayed in in Atlantic City. We're going to tell you which what I I will tell you or we will tell you what we think is the best room in Atlantic City overall, the best room for the value in Atlantic City, that and a lot more uh, on the next episode of the Pocket Aces podcast as we are slowly starting to get back to sports and uh, casino gambling. So a lot to talk about in the next episode as well. And uh, hope to see you then and uh, hope you enjoyed. And as always, take care, everybody.